0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob
1: Carson Show, Hour number two of the program. Here's the number if you'd like to uh, chime in at 800-922-6680. tomorrow. Hamlin is still in the hospital, uh, still in critical condition. It it appears that his vitals have have stabilized. So, uh, I think we should move on. Uh, we did spend a little bit of time on uh, vaccines and the possibility of a blow to the chest causing a uh, cardiac incident, but I thought it would be a, uh, a very good time to uh, talk about the mitocarditis and the vaccine that all of the NFL players had to take, and it begs commentary when you consider the number of VARES incidents across the country and around the world with regard to young men. Including the, uh, the surgeon general of the state of Florida said that 18- to 49-year-old men should not take the vaccine. And guess what? The federal government, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, said that was disinformation, tried to shut him down. I uh, know. I know. But there are a lot of other things happening today. We, uh, we are going to have the uh, Republicans back in charge of the House of Representatives, which is, um, I guess, to some degree, a victory. Here's the problem. The Republican Party and its leadership never fail to disappoint when they're in charge. They never fail to uh, not capitalize on public opinion, what the people want. For instance, uh, the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that was just passed against the will of the American people. Uh, by and large, with the help of uh, Mitch McConnell, who is the longest-serving Senate leader in Republican history, and he is a crook, and he is a tool, and he is a swamp dweller. He's one of those people that moved to Washington, D.C., spent their entire lives telling us how to live ours, and became ungodly rich. That's what the oligarchy is all about. That's what we are living in. Nancy Pelosi didn't have to work. Nancy Pelosi made herself super rich as a Speaker of the House. Her uh, individual wealth went through the ceiling. Uh, I had heard uh, originally she was worth about $100 million, now worth $300 million. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Maxine Waters, filthy rich. She lives in a big old multimillion-dollar mansion outside of her district. Joe Biden has a couple $5 million, $10 million, houses. Barack Obama's never invented anything, never done anything in his life, with the exception of uh, uh, he, wrote a, he wrote a book, a, an autobiography, uh, before he had really done anything. Yeah. But he somehow managed to become rich beyond uh, our wildest dreams. And despite the fact that he thinks that global warming and uh, climate change and all that's going to raise the sea levels, he has built two $10 to $15 million homes, waterfront properties, one on Martha's Vineyard and one in Hawaii. Yeah, so you can kind of see why, you know, maybe uh, we kind of don't think that uh, we could expect a lot out of this Congress. I hope, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she says that she is going to, uh, that the Congress will investigate the full uh, extent of Biden's, administration's assault on constitutional rights and the weaponization of the federal government and they need to do that. They need to go after January the 6th. They need to go after uh, the Biden laptop. They need to go after uh, Joe Biden and his corruption. They need to go after the COVID uh, cover-up, the government involving itself, the FBI involving itself in electioneering and throwing elections. I mean, I could go on and on. This, Congress, we have to have this while we stop the damage that the Jackweed in the White House is doing to the country. MTG introduces legislation to impeach President Biden every year. She is a strong supporter of Representative Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. I don't know what to believe about Kevin McCarthy. The only thing that I can say about Kevin McCarthy is I do not trust Kevin McCarthy. And the only way, if he does become the, uh, the Speaker of the House, I hope he's gotten the message. But again, we don't know who the hell we can trust, to be quite honest. Here is uh, Matt Gaetz. He he's a representative, he's uh, a truth teller, he's been attacked uh, uh, a million ways, just Sunday, as it were, and he's talking about some of the threats that he's getting if he doesn't support. Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House.
2: Well, we were threatened by my committee uh, chairman to be on the Armed Services Committee, Mr. Rogers, that if we did not vote for Mr. McCarthy, we would be removed from committees. Our position is that if Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House and we don't have an ability to ensure that there is... What is is the
1: real purpose of uh, committees? What is it? I would venture to say it most probably is uh, a position on the board of a $5 trillion company, and you get to tell where the money goes. That's why it's so important to them, because they can take your money they can distribute it their way and then take credit for it. That's why so many stupid buildings are named after people who go to Washington, D.C. They're not public servants. They just had government jobs.
2: Uh, oomph behind the agenda and energy behind our oversight. That the committee assignments don't mean that much anyway. I'm not here to participate in some puppet show where we pass a bunch of messaging bills.
1: Listen to this because this is what Republicans and Democrats have been Well, although Democrats are much more destructive, they pass their leftist agenda and wreck and wreck the country. Republicans do all of this crap.
2: Send them to the Senate. Watch them die. Fail to use leverage and don't hold the Biden administration accountable. I don't want to relive the Benghazi experience where it's just theater. Pretending to be oversight, right? We can do better
1: than that. and, and that- Don't disappoint us. We are used to being disappointed. Right now, the American people think that Kevin McCarthy will let them down, and for good reason, for a number of reasons. He never spoke out on the summer of 2020. He never spoke out on January the 6th. Uh, well, he did. He actually condemned Donald Trump for not stopping it. So you see where I'm coming from. Here's more from Matt Gates on Kevin McCarthy and why he can't support him.
2: Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise.
1: That's nice. We've already got a turtle in charge of the Senate.
2: I'm a Florida man, and I know of what I speak.
1: Majority in the Senate. A minority in the senate we
2: offered kevin mccarthy terms last evening that he rejected we sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th congress on term limits he refused we wanted a budget From the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the
1: first quarter. The American people want a balanced budget. We have for decades. Refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas. We want the damned border fixed, by the way, as well. Delegation put
2: together on the floor. He refused. We want
1: Social Security fixed for crying out loud. And it is true. How How about all this talk about you're going to do the infrastructure? How about that going on for 50 years and you never do anything?
2: That we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy.
1: Because There you go. That's what I said. It is a matter of trust, and we don't trust him. Who do we trust? I trust Ron Johnson. Um, I trust Steve Scalise. Uh, do I know them personally? No. But I believe them to be people of their word. Let's go to Ron in uh, Levittown, Pennsylvania. Hello there, Ron. Welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend?
3: Uh, hey, Rob. Um, I-, I was listening to your show yesterday, and you had Barbara from Baltimore on. Yes, and and she brought up the idea of of, of you know of Trump being put in as Speaker of the House. Now, um, if, if by some miracle, I need your opinion on this. If by some miracle that was to happen, would that interfere if he became president, you know, through succession? Would that interfere with his chances of a second term? Would that like
1: negate that chance? Uh, You know, I am not sure, but I'm going to tell you, Ron, that this has been kind of a fantasy of those who who believe and know in their heart because of facts that uh, something was gigantically askew with the 2020 election. It's been our fantasy to to have Donald Trump put in as the Speaker of the House and to ascend to the presidency after the impeachment of Joe Biden and presumably Kamala Harris. It's not going to happen, Ron. I'm just going to tell you, I don't want to disappoint you. It's just not going to happen. It would cause such an uprising in the country, uh, which, which you know, I'm not concerned about the left. I can defend myself. I'm much better armed intellectually and physically than the left in this country, so I'm not worried about that. But I do believe that the, uh, the country would be thrown into chaos. Uh, if that would happen, and that's why I don't think that it'll happen. Maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I, I doubt that seriously. As to whether it would jeopardize his second term, I'm not sure. I I would have to investigate or ask someone who is more of a constitutional scholar than myself. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your input, Rob. Ron, what do you think, man? I mean, what do you think about uh, what do you think would happen if, and it's far, uh, you know, it's it's a stretch that Donald Trump becomes the Speaker of the House. What would you What do you think would happen?
3: Uh, well, I would love 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 for that uh, scenario to happen. That would be nice, but I know it would be a miracle for it to happen. You know, I know that. But uh, it, I'm just very concerned. Just very concerned that if that miracle did happen, that it would like mess up his chances of a second term because I like I don't know the legalities of that.
1: Well, uh, I'd love to see Donald Trump in office for a couple of years, then ha- pass the baton to uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, change the country for another eight years. But, uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, reality. Ron, thanks for the call, bro. Do appreciate it. 36% of likely voters think the country's headed in the right direction. What? No, wait a second. This is weird. Because Joe Biden just had the most successful midterms since Kennedy. Clearly, the American people are behind what Joe Biden is servant, forty-year high inflation, energy dependence, war in uh, Ukraine, spending a hundred billion dollars—the equivalent of the Russian uh, military budget—every year in Ukraine. It's not a war, by it's not a it's not a proxy war anymore. By the way, we're involved. We are very involved. All right. So uh, I I guess I'm a little surprised. Now, before the election, seventy-five percent of the American people thought the country was headed in the wrong direction. Now, only 36% of likely voters think the country's headed in the right direction, which to me would say that they're not behind what Joe Biden is trying to sell us, and they don't want more of it, and they don't want more of it. Let's go to Ray in uh, Watsonville, California. Oh, no, no, let's go to James let's in Albuquerque. Say- uh, all right, all right, let's go with Ray. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's go with Ray in Watsonville. Ray, welcome to the show. What's on, man? Not much. guys. love your show, man. You're
4: spot Thank you. on. Thank you. McCarthy has been holding that position as leader for quite some time now, he's had all the opportunity in the world to go after these corrupt people in Washington, and he's failed to go after any of them. Yeah. So I don't think he – I'm with you. I don't think that he's he's going to make it, and I don't think he should. He's well, too wishy washy That came out clear in January 6th um, um, event, how he flipped – Flip-flops, we don't need that. We got that going on now. Yeah. So it's untrustworthy. Second thing I want to talk about really quickly is a few episodes ago, you had mentioned um, a key way to stop this government. Well, I'll tell you how we do it. How's that? If all the middle class Monday morning went down to their bank and withdrew their money across this country, it would freeze that government. And somebody needs to step up to the podium and tell the United States government that if you do not, do A B C D effective immediately as required by the people. We will not put our money back in the bank. That will it won't take but days. It will collapse this world if they don't respond.
1: Ray, I appreciate your comment. I, I'm again. This is not. It's 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 hard to create a movement like that. You know, I've been one like. You know, I'm like I'm like. Let's do it. You know, don't go to work. Don't go to work, and then I then what did they do to us with COVID? They shut down everything, and then we didn't go to work, and then the government just spent money it didn't have. So the as far as
4: uh, would open their eyebrows, huh? The thought alone, I think, would open their eyebrows.
1: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, guys, here, here's the deal. They put us in an untenable situation. Uh, we have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. Um, We eat the crumbs. They dine on filet mignon. uh, And now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C., filled with political prisoners for an insurrection that never happened. An insurrection that the FBI said wasn't an insurrection. And now, with what happened in uh, Arizona, we can't trust the election process. It's not getting in well for those in power. It's just a matter of getting there and making the change necessary. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Ain't freedom of expression great? To so follow Rob Carson on social media, go to Truth Social Getter Facebook and Twitter at Rob Carson Show.
1: That is not an electric car, by the way. That is a glorious internal combustion engine. Right into God's back. Thank you very much. This is the Rob Carson Show. Now we have three new affiliates. As part of the Pulse of New Hampshire, WTSN 981 FM at AM 1270, Portsmouth, Dover, Rochester, WTPL 1077 FM, Manchester and Concord, by the way, and WEMJ 1073 FM at AM 1390, the Lakes Region. So, welcome to the show. Please come inside. I want to get to uh, more of uh, what's going on with regard to uh, Washington, D.C., Kevin McCarthy's speakership, the future of the country, uh, the impending disappointment that we can expect from the Republican Party unless they pull their heads out of their rear ends. All of that coming up. University has declared the acronym GOAT. Banished for 2023, along with other common words and phrases such as amazing, and it is what it is. Lake Superior State University, Michigan, uh, released its annual tongue-in-cheek banished words list of uh, of 2022. Of course, the government decided there were certain things that you couldn't uh, say in the last year, but that was communistic censorship. This is just tongue-in-cheek, you see. And I've got to tell you, I've never liked goat, greatest of all time. It's just irritating. And, and there's a point in your life that, that you're going to you're going to be on the planet long enough that you don't need to be a part of the popular vernacular. I mean, when you're younger, sure, you know, I remember I went through gnarly and, you know, all of that stuff. And and then there's a point where you're just kind of like, hey, you know, and then, you know, there's the bomb. Remember, the bomb was a big deal in the 90s. Hey, man, that is the bomb. I always thought that was stupid. Uh, You know, but there's a point you just don't need to be a part of the popular vernacular. You don't need to choose your words because of uh, other people using them. You, you'll just be fine with it. That and also dancing. You really won't need to dance unless it's at your daughter's uh, wedding reception. You know, just really there's not a need to do it anymore to go clubbing anymore. Unless it's for baby harp seals, then that's always fun. Here are some other. I've never killed a baby harp seal. Thank God, Just it's a joke. But here are some of the uh, the words that need to get rid of. Even though number one is an acronym, greatest of all time. Goat. Uh, number two is an inflection point. Which never is an inflection point for you. It's always somebody trying to uh, impose an inflection point on you. You know, so when somebody in power goes, I think the American people have to have an inflection point with regard to vaccine hesitancy. No, not really. No, we don't. Uh, quiet, quitting, whatever that is. Gaslighting. Why not? Uh, it's, a, it's a huge word. It's uh, it's how the government casts doubt in your mind about everything. And then uh, claims that you're wrong with words like misinformation and disinformation. You know, you're an election denier. You're crazy. Yeah, that's gaslighting, by the way. It's meant to shut you up. Moving forward, the word amazing, whatever. Amazing? I can't, what, are you just going to sing grace at church? It's like, mm, grace, how sweet. Right? Really? Okay. Uh, does it, that make sense? Mm. Irregardless, I hate. Absolutely. Well, I use it a lot. Uh, is it? It is what it is. I hate that. Hate, 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 hate. Uh, a couple of that i uh brought to the list that have been banned by the way one of them is uh at the end of the day which i have never used and never will hate it hate it hate it hate it no worries i have always hated no worries since hakuna matata I've, i hate no worries don't say it to me <sighs> and then uh let's see uh, no worries oh wait what wait what Whatever, anyway. Those are words that uh, have become uh, increasingly irritating, like misinformation and disinformation. Yeah, I think we should get rid of those words because it's only the government telling you what you should believe, and it is their narrative. Let's go to James in Albuquerque. James, welcome to The Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey,
5: polls are the biggest lies in our country. I mean, we well, don't have no more credibility, so I don't even pay attention to those. Uh, I kind of disagree, well, disagree with you that Steve Scalise, that I trust him, because he was part of that conversation with McCarthy for Trump to step down when yeah. he sided with the Communist Democrats saying that. So. Okay. But the reason for my call is that I urge 70-plus uh, million Trump supporters to call Andy Biggs' office, Ralph Norman, Matt Rosendale, Bob Good, Matt Gates, and also Lauren Bobbitt because she's she wants uh, – uh, she's not voting for McCarthy. But I urge these people that listen to your show to call those offices and tell them to stand firm because if they fold, uh, our republic is no longer going to exist because yeah. uh, McCarthy and all the – got to weed out all the communists out of the Republican Party first, and McCarthy's <laughs> one of them. And, 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 and they want to go backwards into the swamp by putting McCarthy back in there.
1: Yeah, and, James, and I'll that's also what's at stake here. I, I, I completely understand, uh, and I do encourage you to call your congressman, but I will tell you, we loaded the phone lines for two weeks, and they still passed that freaking infrastructure bill and the $1.7 trillion spending bill for the next year when they didn't have to. So uh, we're not being listened to, and that's not going to be good for the people in power. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: His opinion. See the First Amendment, and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Well, I just had a little tweet completely explode on me, which sounds kind of dirty. Uh Pardon me for my customer. This is my tweet, by the way. It's a tweet. That's it's when it's a thing you write on a on a on a social media platform called Twitter that has limited me to 5,200 followers for about, well, 5,600 followers for the last, I don't know, eight years uh, because I'm a conservative. That, while while my uh, my followings on Getter and, uh, and Truth Social have blown up. So here you go. Pardon me for my consternation regarding DeMar Hamilton, or Hamel, I should say, I need to edit that. Uh, it's just that we have been told for the last two years that any dissent from the government is disinformation, including myocarditis caused by COVID vaccine. So there is there is that. And it just it just popped. It just went boom, a couple thousand people, which is kind of a big deal for me, uh, you know, because um, I've been on this. uh, I've been on this train for a while because I think it's outrageous that we in a country that has the First Amendment would have listened to those who would call our speech and our dissent disinformation and go along with it. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to go to church. Yeah, okay, let's not go to church. Okay, okay, let's do this. shut down our gym. Let's uh, you know, wa- wear a mask when we walk our dog. Let's make sure our kids get a vaccine they don't need. I mean, I can go on and on. And I don't blame anybody for reacting that way because we know that the federal government was actively involved in censoring speech on all social media platforms and either the MSM, the mainstream media, was in on it or they were just slavish devotees to leftism and it's a shame because uh we have a thing called the first amendment uh, first amendment backed by the second amendment is what made us the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind there is that there is that but democrats are very concerned you know why because apparently republicans have uh are you ready for this have elected a pathological liar to office. And somehow, even though the Democrats have a president whose entire career has been based on lies, suddenly they're all concerned about it. Yeah, yeah. And they even have a senator who, uh, who, who went to the upper echelons of academia saying that she was a Native American when she is, she is less Native American than me. And I can prove it. Yeah, I got a little Cherokee Indian blood in me. I know, it's crazy. It's it's just, just crazy. And so we play this. This is Jim Gossett about our new congressman, who's a pathological liar. They want George Santos resignation. And he even lied about his middle name. I could be wrong. But what about Liz and the Cherokee Nation? She was even a cookbook of Indian recipes. About her heritage, she lied. I mean, Native American, you know, know, whatever. And still the fake news took her side. Oh, big time. Yeah, totally. The biggest fraud you ever saw. Liz made her husband call her squaw. Being a pathological liar is a, ref, uh, a resume builder. Cherokee
3: people, <laughs>
1: Liz ain't that kind. No, 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 not. She,
3: she lost her soul. She lost her mind.
1: said some things untrue i I might trust him more than kevin mccarthy at this point but elizabeth
5: warren did it too did it too
1: biden too
5: blumenthal too
1: Song by Mr. Jim Gossett. By the way, he has a new show coming up this month in Atlanta. I don't have the details right in front of me, but go to jimgossettcomedy.com. That's two S's and two T's. Will you do that? That would be cool. Oh, this is interesting. At least it is to me, just because, um, you know, I'm a little congested today. I don't know if you noticed that. A lot of people are sick. Did you notice that? And I noticed that a lot of the... uh, Cold and flu remedies and all that stuff, which is really nothing more than symptomatic treatment. It it, uh, numbs your body. It stops your, you know, post-nasal drip and all that stuff. It really doesn't cure you. It just kind of kills the symptoms a little bit. I went out looking for Zycam because I'm told that Zycam will uh, limit the uh, length of your cold or flu. And there's more scientific data to back that up than there are to to, uh, say that uh, the COVID vaccine will actually prevent the spread or prevent you from getting it. Yeah, so I went to the store the other day. Couldn't not find Zycam anywhere. I was like eh, eh, eh. So I'm just kind of uh, self medicating right now. Pharmacists have seen low stocks of over the counter flu and cold medicines, seeing significant increased demand for the product. This is according to Doctor Layla Hannebeck said the problem is widespread, not isolated to one brand. People are turning to remedies amid a shortage of uh of uh possible treatments. Um I have a funny feeling the reason why this is happening is because when you are not exposed to other people, when you are not out and about, when you are not getting your hands dirty, as we like to say, your immune system suffers because of it. We've already had this debate about hand sanitizer. You know, people keeping hand sanitizer everywhere, which, by the way, is essentially uh, it's... uh, obsessive compulsive disorder it it descends into obsessive compulsive disorder pretty quickly because you should not have hands as clean as a a surgeon's if you're just gonna you know make dinner you know you don't need your hands to be that clean all right i grew up on a farm okay i was knee-deep in bs uh until my 22nd birthday and then things didn't get better when i got into broadcasting but i have a funny feeling that uh, there's a little bit of that involved so if you have this Whatever it may be, and I don't believe this is uh, COVID in any way, shape, or form. And my wife took a test last week, and it was negative with regard to COVID. That was the most excitement that we've uh, had with regard to a stripe on a test in about 20 years. Let's see, 17. Two-thirds of economists at the biggest banks predict a recession in 2023. Well, no bleep Sherlock. We're already in the middle of it. But you see, uh, Joe Biden, after two quarters of negative growth, changed the... uh, the definition of what a recession is. Despite the fact that, you know, people are downloading apps on their phone to find... Food that's expired so they can save money, and despite that so many people are shopping at Dollar General for their groceries because Walmart is too expensive, and the fact that, uh, oh, I don't know, luxury homes have uh, dropped in sales by 38% from last year, and home sales in general are in the toilet, and uh, inflation is at 40%, and you can't afford to live, to heat your home, to fill your car with gas, to... Uh, to uh, have, have a Christmas. I'm assuming many of you uh, skipped out on the Christmas because you couldn't afford that because you needed to feed yourself. But you know, that's probably all misinformation. You you really aren't suffering. It's all just uh, misinformation and disinformation. Hmm. This is um, pretty interesting. Uh, I am quite familiar with Thomas Jefferson High School uh, for Science and Technology in Fairfax, Virginia. It is a metaphor for a a lot of different things, and one of them is this uh, need, uh, and it it is a communistic um, need for um, a guarantee of outcome. And it is meant to, it is, uh, I guess, uh, to me it's sinister. To me, um, equal outcome is, is sinister. Because we're not equal people. If somebody's better than me, I want them to be better than me. All right? And that's fine. And if I need to get better than them, I will become better than them. Some people are going to be the best. Some people are going to be the worst. Some people are not going to be as good at one thing. Some people will be outstanding. I, I, for instance, I know I will never play in the NFL. No, I know it sucks. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. (laughs) But I can't. But Tombert Jefferson High School withheld... National Merit Awards from top students to boost equity and to protect the feelings of kids who didn't get one. Now, this is supposed to be the best school in the country. Can you think of a recipe for making this school one of the worst in the country? Can you think of a better recipe to do that than to withhold information about national merit scholarships to kids who did it? And and literally, uh, we're not told, probably lost uh, the ability to get scholarships, um, possibly even admission into schools. I know this because I've had Azra Nomani on my show. Azra Nomani is a, a liberal, by the way. And she brought all of this to light with regard to CRT, the sexualization of children, and all of this woke nonsense. In schools around the country, and by the way, this school and this county in Virginia precipitated the election of a Republican in the state of Virginia for the first time in a while. And his first uh, task was to get rid of this crap. By the way, a, a California school board has banned critical race theory right after being sworn in. Southern California school district voted to ban CRT. Now, the Democrats on the left said CRT wasn't being taught in schools. It was an imagination. If you think CRT is being taught in schools, well, that's disinformation and misinformation. And this is the sort of uh, temerity they have that they can tell us that the obvious is not true. You know, like vaccines are completely uh, completely harmless and the, that uh, the VAERS vaccine-averse reaction site set up by the government is all a big lie. Yeah. You know, California's Temecula Valley United School District voted 3-2 to to end CRT, just after the conservative majority had been sworn in. This is happening in Florida, by the way. And uh, there have already been a number of uh, administrators uh, fired for this nonsense. The board condemned racism while also condemning CRT as ideolo- ideolo- ideology based on false assumptions about the United States of America and its population. That we are somehow more racist than we have ever been that somehow this generation, particularly uh, people of color, uh, they have no chance to succeed whatsoever. It's kind of interesting. I was looking at this, and this is uh, kind of a non sequitur, but at the same time, it does kind of make sense. Rolling Stone updated its uh, top 200 greatest singers of all time. Now, you would think that a country that is so profoundly racist that you have no chance of succeeding in any way, shape, or form because of institutional racism. Uh, How would this country create let's look at the list of the Rolling Stone 200 greatest singers of all time the uh first 11 are all people of color they're all black people wouldn't that require the white population and other members of society to adore these people to adore them like Aretha Franklin number one yeah Whitney Houston number two yeah Sam Cooke, Billie Holiday, Mariah Carey, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, Otis Reddy, Al Green, Little Richard. By the way, 43 of the top 100 in this list are people of color. 10% of the population, people of color. So I would assume if these people were able to achieve such greatness and worldwide renown. And by the way, I don't see anybody on here from Zimbabwe or um, Madagascar or Latvia. They're all American. I know. We're so racist. So, so racist. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's all a big lie. It's all misinformation and disinformation and BS. Anyway, back to uh, the National Merit Scholarship with Thomas Jefferson High School. There's going to be a gigantic uh, lawsuit on this. They are calling for the axing of Principal Ann Bonataba. And by the way, they're not going to ax her a question. They're going to ax her. They're going to get rid of her job. Uh, ask is the word that you want to fight if you want to ask someone a question. Anyone throw that out there. And Bus And Director of Student Services Brandon Kosatka. Alleging they are responsible. One mom seen at the procession, along with dozens of other demanded action, against the pair be taken immediately. And when I talk about equity of outcome, that is communistic. And that is awful. I remember, for instance my senior year in high school 1984 yeah i'm really old uh joan kilpatrick she was the uh she was the uh head of the class she was the uh, i'm drawing I'm like what is it, what's the name of the uh, um you know the, the, I, they've gotten rid of it the the number one grades in school whatever I remember it was Joan Kilpatrick. I just don't remember what it was for. Nobody cared that she was number one, that she surpassed everybody as far as the ability to succeed academically. Nobody cared and nobody should. They are not to be. It is not about bringing down esteem. It is about admiring those who have succeeded and emulating their success, which is something your children should do every day. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Wild Carson Show.
1: All right, so uh, apparently the first vote for Kevin McCarthy as speaker failed. They're moving to the second vote. This, according to my boss, Lee... Uh, MTG is ripping on Gates, Bobert, Roy, Good, and Perry. Well, you know, MTG, sorry, we just don't trust him, okay? Sorry, I mean, whatever. And, and you know, I, I, you would think that Marjorie Taylor Greene would have an understanding of our, uh, our doubt of the swamp because she has uh, presumably been uh, fighting the good fight for us, and we've defended her uh, from the every every kind of attack that she's possibly from her being a Bat Guano crazy, conspiracy theorists, and all that, so she thinks she'd understand why the hell... We don't trust Kevin McCarthy, and I said this months ago. I said he's a—he just reminds me of a sleazy vinyl, sil- uh, vinyl siding salesman. I don't trust him because, you know, honestly, nobody has gone to bat for us in the last couple of years. Nobody in Congress, with the exception of a couple, went to bat for us when it came to the election of twenty twenty. Nobody said a damn thing really about hunter biden's laptop and fbi collusion with big social media who's done that there have been a few jim jordan jim jordan i'd love to see jim jordan i said ron johnson early i like ron johnson jim jordan be my dude as far as uh, speaker of the house i'd go with jim jordan any day of the week or for that matter matt gates all the same matt gates too he's an extremist you know whatever shut up we just are used to being disappointed And I think we're damn tired of it. I just, every time that we think the Republican Party is going to do something, it does a face plan. Every, you know it, every time. Do you ever expect them to live up your your expectations, to actually grab the ball and run with it? Do you, have you ever? And and when you go to someone who has been in charge and done nothing for the last six years, do you really think that inspires our confidence? And you know what, we're kind of tired of this being excluded all right, we vote people. We send them to Washington, D.C. In many cases, huh, huh, the vote doesn't matter. But when they become uh, and get into positions of leadership, we have no say. Mitch McConnell has 6% approval rating. 6% approval rating. Right, right below eczema. All right? You know why? Because he's a swamp dwelling turtle. And he has always let us down, and he has done nothing. With regard to the Republican Party and the Senate leadership changing the status quo, draining the swamp. You know why? Because he is the freaking swamp. That's why. So we're not only tired of of, uh, having people go to Washington, D.C. and not do what we ask them to do. We're also tired of them playing these political games to get people on committees so they can steer money toward their cronies. And meanwhile, you're suffering with 40-year inflation. You're suffering with massive increase in uh, repossessions of cars, massive increase in the number of people who have two or three jobs just to make a damn living while they live high on the hog in Washington, D.C where they can make $170,000 a year, you help me figure this out, because I've made $170,000 a year in the past, and I never got rich off of it, and I never had two Oceanside uh, residences. Not even close. Not even a freaking boat. Not even a little pontoon. Not even a little ski boat. Not even a little mini, uh, you know, one of those little tiny houses on a lakeshore somewhere in Missouri. None of that. But they can go to Washington, D.C., and they can leave worth hundreds of millions of dollars. That's what we're tired of. That's what this vote about Kevin McCarthy is all about. And, and I, I hate to say it because we called last week and the week before. We called about that omnibus spending bill. We said hell no to the omnibus spending bill. And what the hell happened? They did it against your and my will. So what do you suppose they're going to do with Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. We'll see. We've got much more on this. Your phone calls uh, as well. Um, We do not have time for Rob. Rob, I need you to hold on. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: It is hour number three of The Rob Carson Show. There is much to get to as the uh, show progresses here. A, A new Trafalgar group poll says that most GOP voters want a new RNC chair. So they don't look at Rhonda McDaniel as a trustworthy leader. She is, of course, the niece of Mitt Romney, who is a swamp dweller from hell. He is a, a standard country club Republican. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, Republicans blew the midterms to some degree. Uh, and so there is that. So uh, that uh, most people don't want her as the leader of the Republican Party. On, uh, on social media uh, this morning, I see a lot of people uh, supporting uh, people like Carrie Lake, Um, For the possibility, although uh, people are also saying Carrie Lake would be a great um, running mate for Donald Trump in 2024. (laughs) But we're not going to go down that road because i got a lot of other things I need to get to. I do want to mention that we do have three new affiliates today. We are proud to be on three stations known as the Pulse of New Hampshire. The stations are WTSN 98.1 FM, AM 1270 in Portsmouth, Dover, Rochester, WTPL 1077 FM, Manchester and Concord, and WEMJ 1073 FM, AM 1390 in the Lakes region. And they are all part of uh, Benny Media, the Pulse of New Hampshire. Thank you for joining me this morning, and thank you for picking up our show. Although it's not morning where you are anymore, it's it's uh, and it's not morning where I am either. It's a new morning in America. The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, I'm never going to use that as a uh, <clears throat> as a position statement. Oh, by the way, for those of you who are hitting the gym, uh, I like to call you uh, you people who show up in January, uh, resolutionaries and gymterlopers. Uh, first of all, let me just tell you, um, if you are going to camp out on a piece of equipment, you might want to bring a tent and a sleeping bag. Otherwise you don't need to sit and do preacher curls for 20 minutes while finding the right song on your phone. (laughs) Then I saw this post this morning from Dave Dana. I don't know who that is on Twitter. It says, making fun of a fat person at the gym is like making fun of a homeless person at a job fair. Don't make fun of people who are trying to better themselves. 100%. And there are a whole lot of skinny people who never go to the gym. So hear, hear. Hear, hear. We have a good deal of intolerance in our country. And it's not from Trump supporters. It's not from white supremacists. I mean, white supremacists are intolerant, but white supremacy is not a big deal in the United States. Sorry, it's just not. Do you know any white supremacists? If you're a, a non-white supremacist, do you know any white supremacists in your life, really? Mm-hmm. No, not really. It's not a big movement. It's a bunch of crap. But there is a lot of intolerance with regard to uh, words. Words. Uh, State-sponsored now because the government has said that words you say can be categorized as misinformation or disinformation. There are certain words you cannot say, like election fraud. It's misinformation, right? And then there are words that will get you fired. And then there are thoughts that will get you fired. Anything against the LGBTQIA++++, plus it goes off into infinity like pi, by the way. It does. It just keeps going on. It literally, it's LGBTQIA++, X,X die ywx It just goes on forever. Thought you should know that, but a lot of people have lost their jobs because they had uh, the temerity to say that uh, if you're born with a PP, you're a boy, and if you're born with a Nina, you're a girl. That's what I taught my kids when they were uh, when they were little. My daughter's seventeen, my son is twenty three, and just a few years ago, that's what I taught them uh, was that PP means boy, Nina means girl, and now that'll get you fired. But I mean, it won't get me fired because you know what to expect from my show, and uh, you know, and I speak the truth. And uh, nonsense and nonsense doesn't mean that I'm not willing to play along. If you want to live your life as a woman, it's great. Uh, You know, and you were born a dude, as long as you're not competing with my daughter in sports and beating the hell out of her or taking her her scholarship from her or getting off on the fact that you're in the locker room changing with her. Yeah, it ain't going to happen in my life. Ain't going to happen. But there are some things you cannot say. For instance, did you realize in 1988, ish 89-ish, that there, there's a group called Genesis. They had a song called Illegal Alien. It's no fun being illegal alien. Remember that? That uh, sh- that song is pretty much gone. H- here's, here's the song. Phil Collins, 1989-ish, maybe. Hold on, let me see. If i can find it here. If I can get it to play. Come on, play for me. Play for me. It's not. There we go. It doesn't bother me to use that expression because you're here illegally. You're in the country illegally. You're breaking the law. Uh, but but apparently this uh, this radio broadcaster Gary Hahn works for a company. I uh, I literally I uh, interviewed my first interview in broadcasting. I did not accept the position. Learfield Communications suspended Wolfpack Sports play-by-play announcer Gary Hahn because he said the obvious about our southern border that we are being uh, uh, invaded by illegal. Aliens, all right? They're not undocumented workers. Uh, They are illegal, illegal aliens. One other bowl game involving an ACC team going on. That's the Sun Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens, down in El Paso, it's UCLA. Gasp, shriek, he's such a hater and a white supremacist, most probably a Trump supporter. And amongst all the illegal aliens, down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. Tell all of the people from El Paso, that uh, you can't say the word illegal alien, as they have, uh, many of them have their property trounced upon, where people on the southern border find bodies on their, uh, on their property, where people, uh, the crime rate has gone through the ceiling, where 107,000 people died of, of uh, ODs last year, most of them fentanyl, illegally brought across the southern border. Learfield has suspended Wolfpack uh, Wolfpack Sports uh, Network play-by-play announcer Gary Hahn from his agreement indefinitely following comments made during uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl radio broadcast. Yeah, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's one that, I mean, every year I look forward to the Duke's Mayo Bowl that those teams were playing in this year that I didn't watch. Yeah. What else? Oh, 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 oh! This is great. This is great. CBS decided to kick off their new year with uh, a mass extinction prediction. Now, we've been told for a very long time, and, and uh, here, here's the here's the interesting thing. Just pay attention here, real quick. Um, what is the one thing that predictions of the end of the world have in common? Undisputably, there's no doubt about it. Is it uh, climate? Uh, Caused by man-made global climate change? Is it uh, an act of God? Is it uh, whatever? What is the one thing that end-of-the-world predictions have in common that is indisputable? They've all been wrong. They've all, even Nostradamus, all of them been wrong. Every single one of them. Biologist Paul Ehrlich, 90 years old. He was featured on CBS in a breathy interview with Scott Pelley where he didn't bother to question Mr. Ehrlich, even though Mr. Ehrlich has been wrong his entire career. He wrote a 1968 book called The Population Bong. Bong." Bong? The Population Bong? That was a slip of the tongue, wasn't it? (laughs) I think we could use a Population Bong. I need to be quite honest. There are some places you kind of wonder. Anyway, Population Bomb. (laughs) Now, if he would have predicted a Population Bong, he would have been right. Yeah, but anyway, population bomb he suggested that hundreds of millions would soon perish from starvation and uh, and overpopulation. He advocated for coercive population control, like abortion, birth control, if voluntary methods fail. And and he literally was invited on uh, this weekend onto 60 Minutes to talk about that. Here's a little bit from Paul Ehrlich, who's been wrong about everything, and yet 60 Minutes still gets him a platform, even though he's wrong about everything.
5: You know that there is no political will to do any of the things that
1: you're recommending. Because we don't believe you anymore, because you've been wrong for 50 years,
5: just like Joe Biden. I know there's no political will to do any of the things that I'm concerned with.
1: Now, he uh, suggested that uh, civilization would meet its end in the 70s, and it almost did. Did you see Studio 54? Uh, England would disappear by the year 2000. India was doomed, and American life expectancy would drop to 42 years by 1980. Right now, the world uh, life expectancy, American life expectancy, about 76. Men live a little bit less uh, and women live a little bit more. So he was completely wrong about that. He also wrote in 1968 that heat from greenhouse gases would melt polar ice and humanity would overwhelm the wild. Today, humans have taken over 70% of the planet's land and 70% 70 of the fresh water. At least that's what he said. But apparently, only 14.6% of lands have been modified by humans across the globe. So I, I'm not sure exactly what the modus operandi is for into uh, the world people, but it is uh, clearly, I would venture to say, about control. It's about control. It's about controlling behavior. That's why they decided to make, a few years ago, they decided to make um, uh, carbon dioxide a pollutant, even though <sighs> I just committed a war crime against the world, I guess. it's Because uh, when they can absolutely control what you exhale, they can control anything. Yeah, even more than like, you know, coming up with a virus and and, and, and uh, demanding that uh, all freedoms be restricted and ended for the better of the community. Even worse than that. It's kind of crazy, right? Uh, we have a couple calls that have been waiting for a second. Let's go to, is it Rob? Rob in Middletown, uh, Middle River, Maryland, actually. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend?
6: Okay, Um two things here I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, and they're all kind of like interrelated. So foremost one is, I'm looking at the Democrats, and they're watching this bickering. I can understand why they're arguing, and they don't like um, – I can't, I can't even think of the guy's name now. McCarthy. They don't want – yeah, McCarthy. I heard so much, forget the name. So I understand why they don't want him in. But Democrats are extremely intelligent in an evil way. Yeah. My concern is that a Democrat speaker could get in if they don't stop their bickering. Number two, I understand the fact that these senators who are withholding have an obligation to their constituents, but it seems that their constituents are going against many other states. And the final one is, why do people keep voting for Mitch McConnell? Yeah.
1: Well, the the American people did not. The people in power did. The American people did not vote for freaking Mitch McConnell, and the only reason Mitch McConnell is still in the Senate is because Donald Trump endorsed him in his last senatorial campaign, and he, of course, stabbed Donald Trump in the back. That's why. What you're doing here, what I'm afraid you're doing, Rob, is capitulating once again. And, and you know what, I guess maybe I'm kind of interested in rolling the dice on this one, because every time that we said, you know what, we can't be bickering, we can't be fighting, because what's going to happen? And then we end up doing, you know, electing the person who uh, we were worried about, and then they do Absolutely D word for Richard, and that's what I'm afraid with with McCarthy.
6: Yeah, it's, um, it's it's a pretty difficult situation in which to be. But can you understand how I feel? I understand. About,
1: yeah. I understand, but I don't want to capitulate either. And and if 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 Kevin McCarthy becomes the Speaker of the House, uh, we better hold his feet to the damn fire. That's all I got to say. Absolutely, I. But agree. but it's it's. I just don't. You get kind of tired of the Republicans saying, "Oh, unless
6: you do this, I
1: mean, everything's going to end, and we're never going to get anything accomplished." Well, you know what? I I got a feeling that's a lot of bull crap, to be quite honest. And I heard, uh, you know, Newt Gingrich the other day, Newt Gingrich, and I respect Newt Gingrich, and I respect the contract with America the last time that um, I think that other than Donald Trump's election, that a Republican went to Congress and, uh, and actually made some changes. But at the same time, uh, maybe the apple cart needs to be upset. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: <laughs> his pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's
7: the Rob Carson Show. You know what I am, why I'm upset? Because Matt Gate, Lauren Boebert, and Scott Perry, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, walked in Kevin McCarthy's office last night and made their own personal demands for which subcommittee chairmanships they want to have and who they want on committees and who they want taken off committees. And guess what?
1: And that's their right, by the way, MDG.
7: The chairman of the Freedom Caucus negotiated nothing for me nothing for me and i'll back this up even further i read text messages i read text messages from these people she's
1: talking to steve bannon by the way hang on
4: but this this wasn't personal this wasn't hang on hang on hang on (laughs) (laughs) go
1: go ahead no i really
7: need to say this people need to understand that this is one vote do you know where all the fights really are we have to get to 218 on every single bill we pass We have to get to 218 to actually make anything happen on the House floor and out of 222 members, that is practically impossible. That's where my power is. That's where every single conservative has power is with our voting card. And if anyone thinks, this is the hill to die on they are absolutely wrong
1: okay she's talking about kevin mccarthy uh becoming the speaker of the house and you know this is more of this uh this uh diatribe that we hear from those in power when they tell us that and and nothing against mtg i i like her i've had her on the show a number of times i think that uh, she has been uh shredded by the media For her outspokenness, she is an extremist, even though, you know, uh, really not so much. Uh, Just kind of doubted the 2020 election with good reason and other stuff, you know, with good reason because of uh, the whole disinformation, misinformation campaign created by the government. There is that. But aren't you just kind of tired of being told that your gut is wrong? When you think of Kevin McCarthy, what do you think? you think of somebody who really hasn't spoken up? He's a slick vinyl sighting salesman who really hasn't stuck up for us, for the things that really matter to us. We witnessed, you and I, we witnessed seven years of abuse. And one man took the arrows for us to the tune of two faux impeachments, one after he left office, a kangaroo court. A raid on his home, unprecedented in history, and we've we've had to endure this. You have gone through it as well. We we Joe Biden went and spoke at Constitution Hall. He went to the the birthplace of our governance of this marvelous experiment in world governance that made us the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of the world. It took us from crapping in a box outside to flying to the moon and leaving the solar system. And it happened in 200 years. An eyelash on the spectrum of history of humanity. That's what's great about America. That's what they can't take away from us. But here we are, uh, the American people, we once again... Uh, are doubting a lot of things, including whether our leadership will actually lead, whether they'll actually listen to us. Kevin McCarthy didn't say a damn thing about that speech. Uh, Maybe maybe he did, maybe I'm missing something. But where was the, holy crap, did you hear what Joe Biden just said about half of America, more than half of America, calling them mega-fascists at the birthplace? to our democracy, at, at, at a place that is sacred with regard to our history? Where the hell were all of the Republicans with regard to that? Where were they? Those are words that literally have translated to violence against conservatives. And where was Kevin McCarthy? And where was Mitch McConnell? And where are all these supposed leaders? Where are these supposed leaders with regard to January the 6th and the people who have been in jail for two years? None of them... Under the charge of insurrection, many of them without medical treatment, without the ability to, to uh, discuss with clergy, without being able to see their families without having a trial date. "Dear God in heaven, are you nuts?" We're tired of this crap. We're tired of these games, and we're tired of our being told that our guts really don't matter. They really don't matter. Honestly, listen, I don't know if I should take the vaccine because, man, they're really demanding everybody take it. And I really think that the vaccine, the, the the I think the virus came from Wuhan lab. And I really think, I just, no, 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 no. That's misinformation and different. I really don't think Kevin McCarthy is the guy. I don't trust him. Nope, nope, nope. That's the decision. You have no choice. We are in charge here. We know better than you. I know you sent us here to represent you. But when we get here, you have no representative representation when it comes to our leadership in Washington in DC and that's what separates them from us clearly you have no say two weeks ago you were begging them don't pass the omnibus spending bill they did it anyway prove me wrong for god's sake because you haven't been able to do it in at least 30 years this is the rob carson show back in a few
0: To a record setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, GOP leader Kevin McCarthy loses first ballot to become speaker. 19 Republicans woo, derailed the bid by backing conservative rivals, making him first to lose the opening vote in 100 years. That is, uh, according to the UK Daily Mail, which generally has better coverage of everything, uh, although many times uh, left of center. Uh, but that's what they're saying. in uh, its first session on Tuesday. Nearly two dozen of Republican Kevin McCarthy's fellow Republicans voted against his bid to become House Speaker in the first round of the process. Does he get it yet? Does he understand what the hell? Uh, that the you know, do you hear the people sing? Do you hear the people saying because that's what's happening? They're tired of the same old, same old. And and to us, Kevin McCarthy represents the same old, same old. And the panic mongering by people like MTG make you kind of go. You know what? Screw it. What do we got to lose? other than more of the same crap. Uh, This is another headline. What happened uh, when the Speaker of the House was not chosen in the first round of elections? 1923 took nine ballots in uh, in 1856, and Congress was brought to a standstill for two months. Which, you know, uh, really, honestly, they already voted in that stupid, uh, that uh, omnibus spending bill. So as far as spending is concerned, they can't do anything about it for about nine months. So, uh, you know, at this point, You're being irresponsible thinking that way. No, I'm not. No, I'm just tired of the same old. Really, 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 really tired of the same old crap. And if you're not going to speak up in times of crisis, in, in times of a leader that we voted for, who we believe in, who went to Washington D.C. said he was going to do what he uh, what he and, do, and he did what he said he was going to do, including this thing that uh, Republicans posers like George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, uh, Mitt Romney, John McCain lip service to getting rid of Roe v. Wade for fifty freaking years. And what did Donald Trump said? He says, we're going to get rid of Roe v. Wade. I'm going to do it by putting people on the Supreme Court who, uh, who tend to vote toward pro-life issues. Because Roe v. Wade was a bad decision. Oh, and it, got ha- and it happened. It happened. First time ever. It's pretty funny, isn't it? So, you know, uh, pardon me for not going along with the party line who didn't defend the man who did that who made that fundamental change, and is saving thousands of babies every single week. Let's go to Reg in Severn, Maryland. Hello there, Reg. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Reg, are you there? Going once, going twice. Do we have any other calls on the line? Let me ask uh, Brian. Nobody? Okay, that's cool. That is cool. That is cool. Oh, this is kind of interesting. I haven't talked about this uh, Brian Koberger story a lot. Um, Brian Koberger is the suspect in the murder of four college students uh, about a month and a half ago in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, We know that he uh, is due in court in Pennsylvania today for an extradition hearing that will send him back to Idaho. We know that uh, a few things about him, but one of the interesting things that may have sealed his fate was these dna websites now uh i did the ancestry dna a few years ago back in 2018 because i wanted to figure out where i'm from uh you know i i kind of knew that you know i'm i thought i was irish english and german typical white guy right uh turns out i'm uh english irish and german And also found out that I am the uh, product of a sexual assault. So, um, that was, uh, that was a bizarre period in my life. It it was, uh, I thought I'd be prepared for it, but you're really not. You're really not prepared to know that you came from that. But I know, and I wish I would have been able to tell my biological mother, thank you, but, uh, she passed away before I, um, passed away. But with these, uh... With these sites, if you consent to them checking out your DNA, apparently it is open to, uh, uh, if it's they it, uh, it can be used. Uh, the law enforcement can use it to collect uh, DNA and to match it to crime scenes. Um, apparently that is constitutional. It, it, it is something that I'm still trying to digest fully. I would have to look at what I gave up to give my DNA to one of these agencies. Um, uh, you know, we always concern ourselves with the genetic material being used by, oh, the Chinese, you know, to develop more lethal viruses against um, non-Chinese. That's one of the things that people are concerned about. But, uh, Aaron Lee. This, uh, the FBI used genetic genealogy websites to, uh, to match his DNA to the crime scene. So, you know, obviously, uh, people are innocent until proven guilty, but, um, that's a pretty dramatic turn. Uh, I'll just tell you that if you have submitted to one of those DNA tests to find out your family genealogy, you might want to not commit a crime where you'd leave some DNA behind. Just, you know, just might not want to do that. I had talked earlier about um, how uh, climate alarmism um, has been the way of the world for about 50 years. It's an attempt to control you and me, to control thought, to pr- control behavior, to shut down the ability to consume, to, uh, to uh, 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 instead of raising the votes of poor countries to lower the, uh, the votes of uh, those who are successful. There's no doubt about it, actually. But according to a year-end fact-check report, climate alarmists and corporate media outlets made a slew of claims about man-made climate change that clashed with reality and science, according to Fox News Digital. The Competitive Enterprise Institute, the Heartland Institute, the Energy and uh, Environmental Legal Institute, the Committee for a Cons- uh, Constructive Tomorrow, and the International Climate Coalition recently presented Climate Fact Check 2022, which argued that numbers, members of the media pushed false narratives that human-related re- climate change was directly responsible for natural disasters. Now, I got into a little uh, to-do with it on uh, online over the uh, Christmas holiday, it was easy to slap back because uh, you know everybody was convinced that this massive snowstorm that hit Buffalo was uh, you know, because climate change and this massive cold spell from uh, oh, you know uh, Canada was uh, was a result of climate change. When actually, now it happens all the time. It it has happened uh, forever. Pardon me while I use a clip because uh, my nose is running. I liked, like to beat the band, as it were. Um. But I, I said, well, you might want to look at history because in 1977, and I also believe in 1978, Buffalo had worse snowstorms. And, uh, places like Rochester, New York, uh, uh, places near the lakes, they get that, what they call lake effect snow. It's snow! And it happens all the time. So, uh, nonsense. And uh, and whenever you use that sort of thing, it's like it's the same thing that uh, Democrats do when there's a, a school shooting. They immediately go after gun control because, you know, it's guns, it's guns, it's guns. not the uh, uh, climate uh, that they, the, the Democrats, the political climate they've created, to be honest. The report on climate-related claims published by the Associated Press, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and others. My wife literally a couple weeks ago said... You know, we, we can disagree on stuff, we, but we certainly don't disagree on the climate change thing, because that's without dispute. And I, of course, went, <laughs> no, no, no. Let me explain why it's wrong. And I just basically said, um, why do you suppose that every person who has gotten filthy rich uh, pushing climate change... Like Greta, von, or Greta Thunberg, not Greta von Fleet. That's a great band. It sounds a lot like Led Zeppelin. Uh, but, but Greta Thunberg, uh, Al Gore, um, John Kerry, uh, why do they all, if, if this is the end of the world as we know it, if we, if we know that the expulsion of carbon dioxide is going to end the world, why do they fly private everywhere? And if they truly believe that the ocean levels are rising and the ice caps are melting, why are they building every one of them? Every one of them goes for uh, seaside property. We haven't talked about it since. It's kind of weird that way. It's kind of weird that way. It's kind of the same thing that happened with Anthony Fauci and, and all of the people in power, like Nancy Pelosi with regard to COVID. The, Nancy Pelosi said, you've got to shut down the restaurants, all of the uh, hair stylists, all of those in California, all the manicurists and stuff. And yet she went and got a manicure and got her hair done without a mask on. And she was 80 years old at the time. She could have died. Or maybe they were just using fear to get you to behave. Because no 80-year-old woman in their right mind would go to a hairdresser to get her hair done without a mask on if they closed every other hairstylist in the state of California because, you know, imminent death. Same way with Anthony Fauci. A couple years ago, he threw out the first pitch at a Nationals game to an empty stadium. That was stupid. Remember that? Remember they put, like, cardboard cutouts of people in the stands? How stupid is that? Now, that's called catching the stupid, by the way. He threw out the first pitch in a Nationals game, and of course, it went way left. And then he went and sat in the stands without a mask on with his friends. Why is that? Was he was he terrified of death? Does he does he uh, willing to throw? Does you know, he does he have suicidal tendencies, or does he know that what he's preaching was just a bunch of crap? It's just a bunch of crap to cover his arse. I'm kind of leaning towards the latter. Kind of leading towards the latter. Oh, and then listen to this. This is fantastic. Being short is better for the planet, by the way. If you're tall, you are a drain on the planet. If you knew this, but you might as well just, you know, just uh, pray for an early grave if you're tall because you're destroying the planet. I'm 6'1 on a good day. So, the New York Times put together this piece, describes short people as uh, inherent conservationists who save resources by consuming less and are best suited for long-term survival. The FA's author, who boasts of her tiny children who eat like gerbils and thus help save food and uh, money, also calls for mating with short partner as an effective way to help the planet because it can decrease the needs of subsequent generations. Now there are two ways that you can stunt the growth of your children or you can have small children. One of them is that you can have a history of small people in your life, or you can uh, restrict their diets so they, uh, they can't grow. That's what happened to Osra uh, 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 Nalani's parents. She's the, the woman who was involved in the Fairfax County School Board. Her, her, her dad uh, lived in uh, in, uh, in uh, India, and he was starved as a child, and consequently he didn't grow. But anyway, that's it. That's aside. side. The essay was titled, There's Never Been a Better Time to Be Short, penned by Mara Altman. It uh, begins by describing increased height as a widely held fantasy of superiority that long ago should have been retired. I'm thinking that the NBA would be nowhere near it is today if it were short people. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It made sense to fawn over height when it facilitated survival, she writes, ages ago when the necessity of defending oneself cropped up early, if not hourly. Tall people could be more easily protected uh, or more easily protect their families and bring home some woolly rhino flank. Today, uh, those who have the stamina to sit in an office chair all day bring home the plastic wrapped meats, she adds altman shares that her own twins are among the smallest in their kindergarten class so it could be two things could be genetics or uh, no she's not feeding them properly while other parents boast about their kids uh eat them out of house and home as a badge of honor altman states that her children eat like germals gerbils it's fine they're healthy and because of their low percentiles we save money and food and they fit into the same pair of shoes for a year this is a mental illness. This uh, climate uh, change called is, is a mental illness. I know you've heard that from other hosts before, but geez, really? She said uh, 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 they, she's even uh, restricted dairy from her kids' diets. Only allows them minimal sugar in an attempt to limit their growth, saying them from the saving them from the ills of height. She describes. This is the response that people have had on social media, because she's insane and should probably have her children taken away, at least for a while, till she gets better. Uh, in response, the SA-faced a tutorial of ridicule, including the stupidest op-ed in New York Times opinion history. Uh, I'm a short way from canceling my subscription. Dude, this is the reason why? Uh, wow, Really? um being in a new york times op-ed it doesn't dare criticize the prime practitioner of heightism women in the dating market that's from a short guy <laughs> presumably <laughs> all right i love being right let's come back uh and wrap things up here in a second this my friends is the rob carson show
0: The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America.
2: We are finally putting America
0: first. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: You know, when I see uh, the GOP, uh, 19 Republicans, attempting to uh, prevent Kevin McCarthy from being the speaker, I don't freak out about it. I go, yeah. Good. Upset the apple cart. Uh, You know, uh, not only upset the apple cart, uh, drive a very large uh, SUV toward the apple cart, hit it from the side, and spill apples all over the place at this point, honestly. Because I think we're a little tired of the status quo. I think we're tired of people going to Washington, D.C., and constantly. And you know this as well as I do. You know this. Every time when Republicans are in power, they disappoint, right? Most of the time, they just disappoint. Maybe people are just done with it. We've got a bourgeois, we've got a proletariat, we have a uh, political prison in Washington, D.C., and now people really, really are doubting anyone's listening to them because of the corruption of the voting process in places like Arizona, among other things. Yeah, maybe it's time for the Apple cart to get uh, spilt. Let's go to Dennis in originally Maryland. Dennis, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, sir?
3: Hey, Rob, how you doing, man? Good I'm listening glorious, listening bro. To you, brother. Thank Good you, man. To you, brother. Hey, uh, I got a suggestion for speaker of the house. It could be uh, Jim Jordan from yeah. Ohio, yeah, or Ken, or Candace Owens would be my best pick. I could tell you right now, someone outside the circle of the political realm. Guess what? At the Republican Party, all they're doing is saving themselves
1: paychecks, right, at this point.
3: They're a disappointment yeah. all the way around. They are. Yeah.
1: I, I understand. They, I understand, Dennis.
3: They, they are the true reason why Donald Trump got voted in, because we were pissed at the Republican Party then. Yeah. And we we went and shifted gears and got someone. But guess what? We still got work to do. Yeah. We got to get rid of the, We got to get rid of the fleas off the dog's back. Yeah. The dog is the government, and the fleas are the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. It's ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're right, Dennis. The, the Republican Man. Party never fails to disappoint. Right when we go Man. along, Man. when we go along, and we think that that the Republican establishment is going to lead us Man. in, and they're all panicked Man. because if we. If we, if we don't put Kevin McCarthy in there, oh, my God, the world is going to end. Oh, my God, yeah, nothing will well, get done. Hey, well, you know, the only yeah. way the Republican Party, the establishment Republican Party, think anything can be accomplished now is if Kevin McCarthy becomes the House leader. And I say bull crap.
3: Yeah, hey, I say crap on the bull, too. That's just the way I say. <laughs> we'll say both things. But how about, how about this, man, just something real quick. Just because I need to say this, and please let me, it'll be civil and everything. But I think the Democrat Party is playing the Republicans already. Well, they always already.
1: do. They always
3: this. do. Think they about always this. Do. Look at look at all the stuff they've damaged Trump with. They made it. They beat him and beat him and beat him down, and he yeah. keeps standing there. But guess yeah. what? He's damaged goods. And then you got the Sanders. It may run. Think about this: if they can just make everybody believe that oh, Trump will. I don't know. And how about if DeSantis and Trump run against each other, it tears the Republican Party apart. Then the Democrats win again. This is all a plan. Yeah, all
1: a plan. It, they're all trying to manipulate us with fear, to be quite honest, and uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of dumb. I,
3: I, I got, I'm blind in one eye. I can see out the other. I don't mean to harm. Paul a good day on all this crap. We need to get rid of all of them. They need to be gone, brother. They need All to
1: right. be gone. Dennis, Dennis, thank you. My producer, Brian, said you sound like you went to the Dr. Phil course on, uh, on uh, uh, you know, attitude. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the call, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, that's about going to do it for the show. I, I do want to one more time mention that we are on two new, affi- three new affiliates today, and it is uh, an honor. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in for the very first time, I've uh, uh, been in radio for a number of years, since about 1990. So started writing for Rush Limbaugh right about them. And uh, this is actually, this syndicated radio program is my second full-time gig and talk radio so uh, despite being in the business for as long as uh, as i have been a fresh voice in talk radio and hopefully a fresh perspective and also um, a a show that you find to be compelling uh, that you find to be true you find to be entertaining uh, and you find to be funny all right we try to be funny when we can although there are days there are days all right let's take a break and come back Uh, you are listening to the rob carson show that is going to do it for the show today guys uh, to our new new hampshire affiliates welcome we are uh, so honored to be a part of the pulse of new hampshire uh, welcome to the show we will do our very best to uh, not let you down uh, make sure to check out the podcast okay every day we take the radio show we make it into two one hour segments so you can share you can take it with you on a dog walk or to the gym whatever newsmaxtvcom tv.com slash podcast newsmaxtvcom tv.com slash podcast god bless you guys and until tomorrow do not catch the stupid. See ya.